The Lord be with you. Good evening and welcome to this Ash Wednesday worship at St. Matthew Lutheran Church. I am Pastor Eric Trazo. It is a pleasure to have you with us. We are now entering into the season of Lent, and so I invite you to join with us in marking that season. Friends in Christ, today with the whole church, we enter the time of remembering Jesus' Passover from death to life, and our life in Christ is renewed. We begin this holy season by acknowledging our need for repentance and for God's mercy. We are created to experience joy and communion with God, to love one another, and to live in harmony with creation. But our sinful rebellion separates us from God, our neighbors, and creation, so that we do not enjoy the life our Creator intended. As disciples of Jesus, we are called to a discipline that contends against evil and resists whatever leads us away from love of God and of our neighbor. I invite you, therefore, to the discipline of Lent, self-examination and repentance, prayer and fasting, sacrificial giving and works of love, strengthened by the gifts of word and sacrament. Let us continue our journey these 40 days to the great three days of Jesus' death and resurrection. Sackcloth was a dark-colored material of made from goat or camel hair. A garment of sackcloth was uncomfortable and so worn by people in mourning to recognize their discomfort. Wearing it also became a sign of distress and repentance. And so as we enter this season of Lent, I invite you to take the strips of, of black burlap and during our time of, of worship to wear these as a sign of sackcloth. May they represent to us the distress of recognizing our sinful condition as well as a sign of repentance. May our wearing of them move our hearts to seek God's grace. And so during our service this evening, I invite you to wear it for the entirety of the service, to don it like this or any other way as a reminder of our discomfort and our time of repentance and our sin. And then throughout the season of Lent, during our time of confession, I invite you to wear it again during those times. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. In your great compassion, blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my offenses 
and my sin is ever before me. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are justified when you speak and write in your judgment. Indeed, I was born steeped in wickedness, a sinner from my mother's womb. Indeed, you delight in truth deep within me, and would have me know wisdom deep within. Remove my sins with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be purer than snow. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Let me hear joy and gladness that the body you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sin and blot out all my wickedness. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Let me teach your ways to offenders, and sinners shall be restored to you. Rescue me from bloodshed, O God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. For you take no delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You are not pleased with burnt offering. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit. A troubled and broken heart, O God, you will not despise. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, 
you hate nothing that you have made, and you forgive the sins of all who are penitent. Create in us new and honest hearts, so that truly repenting of our sins, we may receive from you, the God of all mercy, full pardon and forgiveness through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from Joel, chapter 2. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord is coming. It is near. A day of darkness and gloom. A day of clouds and thick darkness. Like blackness spread upon the mountains, a great and powerful army comes. Their like has never been from of old, nor will be again after them in ages to come. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God? Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the aged, gather the children, even infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her canopy. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not make your heritage a mockery, a byword among the nations. Why should it be said among the peoples? Where is their God? The word of the Lord. Thanks be, Thanks to, God. be to God. The second reading is from 2 Corinthians. We entreat you on behalf of Christ be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As we work together with him, we urge you also not to accept the grace of God in vain. For he says, at an acceptable time, I have listened to you, and on the day of salvation, I have helped you. See, now is the acceptable time. See, now is the day of salvation. We are putting no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as, ser as servants of God, we have commended ourselves in every way through great endurance, in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, holiness of spirit, genuine love, truthful speech, and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left in honor and dishonor, in ill repute and good repute. We are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown 
and yet are well known as dying and see we are alive, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing everything. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, chapter 6. Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you, fa you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites. They disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may not be seen by others but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We've come to Ash Wednesday into our theme for Lent this year, God Acts. This might seem like a strange theme for Lent. Most often when people think of Lent, they think of giving something up. Perhaps they also think of fasting and prayer and repentance. Those certainly are 
the themes that our biblical texts raise, from Joel speaking of fasting with weeping and with mourning, to Jesus talking about doing your fasting and praying in secret. Fasting, praying, weeping, repenting. Those are all acts that we do, not God. So why should we spend Lent talking about what God does when so much of our focus is usually on what we do? Isn't Lent about us getting ourselves spiritually fit for God, for us to think about all the things that we've done wrong, time to make ourselves feel like dirt because of our sin? I would suggest, however, that Lent in general, and particularly Ash Wednesday, is about getting over yourself. It is a time to stop overestimating your abilities, a time to be honest with ourselves about how limited we are, that we are not the center of everything and the actions that make the world turn. Ash Wednesday is a day for recognizing reality. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Traditionally, those are the words said to you as ashes are put on your forehead. Ashes, words that we will not be able to say this year, but are still central to this day. There's no room for mistaking or quibbling about the meaning of those words. We are all but dust. We spend most of our times convincing ourselves that we are very busy and important. But then Ash Wednesday comes along, telling us to get real. We are a speck on a speck on a spiral arm, a collection of dust. And we need that reminder. Not the reminder that we are horrible or worthless, but that we are not as important or strong or as in control as we like to think we are. We are small and broken and struggling to get through each day. Common, ordinary dust, scattered everywhere, forgotten and inert. What power does dust have to do anything? If we can come to this realization that we are but dust, then, then we're ready to hear about God acting in our lives when we recognize how ineffective our actions truly are. Lent is a time to recognize the sin in our lives. Too often we get caught up thinking that sin is about our actions. We're right back to our actions again. But that's not the core of what is meant by sin. Sin is not recognizing who we are. It is thinking that everything in our life is truly about us and what we do, about our actions and our decisions. It's about making ourselves more important than we really are, thinking that everything is about us. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Genesis 2-7 tells us that God took some dust, formed it into the shape of a human, and filled that dust with the Holy Spirit, giving it life and creating humanity. We are dust, but we are holy dust, spirit-filled dust. Our life, our days, our very being are all possible because the Holy Spirit moves and flows 
through our very breath. And yet we don't see it. We miss it because we are so focused on putting ourselves in the center, thinking about all the burdens put on us and how busy and important we are. To remember that we are dust is to remember that God is the center of everything, including our lives. In Lent, we turn to confession, which is recognizing that we have tried to make ourselves the center of the universe. We are not the center, and so we crack under the weight and gravity of that position because we are not meant to hold that kind of pressure. In our confession, we open ourselves up to the truth. We are broken, we are overwhelmed. Our attempts to act and control our lives are failures. In that honesty and vulnerability, we remember that we are but dust. And so in our fasting, our praying, our weeping, our repentance, these are things not about us acting, but about us stopping for a moment to see that it's not about us, that we're not the center. It's about the God who breathes life, who fills the dust with the wind of life. Once we have stopped, then we are ready to see that we are indeed holy dust. We do not need to do everything because God has already acted. God has given us life, has claimed us, has moved in our hearts to guide us. What wonderful news. When we can move past our own sense of importance, we are ready to hear those words of grace. God has already done it. God is enough for us. And so as we move into the season of Lent, we are focusing on the theme, God acts. It is a reminder that we don't need to because God has already acted. We are here to react, to respond to the movement of the Holy Spirit. It is a reminder that God is already at work in our lives in many different ways. And so each week we will hear about different ways that God does work in our lives. We can hear and see that message once we recognize that we're not the center of it all. It's not about us. God acts towards us, and God acts through us. We need only accept and respond to that wonderful movement of grace. We are all but dust, and to dust we shall return. But our God is the God who breathes life into dust, brings meaning and hope out of the hopelessness if the chaos brings the order of humanity. Our God is a God who acts, who works to turn us into spirit-filled dust, holy dust. That's the reality of who we are. We're not the center of the universe, but we're not worthless dirt either. We are wonderful, fragile, broken, and beautiful creations of God. We're holy dust to be scattered through the world, filled with the breath of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Now is the time of grace. Now is the day of salvation. Turn now and seek God's face. Now behold God's invitation. This is the fast that God would choose to loose the bonds of injustice, to let the captive go free, and to break the yoke of oppression. Now is the time of grace. Now is the day of salvation. Turn now and seek God's face. Now behold God's invitation. Sharing your bread with the hungry and welcoming homeless in, offering hope and offering help. This is what God requires. Now is the time of grace. Now is the day of salvation. Turn now and seek God's face. Now behold God's invitation. Then shall your light break forth as dawn, and healing shall come to you quickly. Then you shall call, and God shall answer, God's love shall go before you. Now is the time of grace. Now is the day of salvation. Turn now and seek God's face. Now behold God's invitation. Now behold God's invitation. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most holy and merciful God, we confess to you and to one another and before the whole company of heaven that we have sinned by our, own, by our fault, by our own fault, by our own most grievous fault in thought, word, and deed. 
by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not forgiven others as we have been forgiven. Have mercy on us, O God. We have shut our ears to your call to serve as Christ served us. We have not been true to the mind of Christ. We have grieved your Holy Spirit. Have mercy on us, O God. Our past unfaithfulness, the pride, envy, hypocrisy, and apathy that have infected our lives, we confess to you. Have mercy on us, O God. Our self-indulgent appetites and ways, and our exploitation of other people, we confess to you. Have mercy on us, O God. Our negligence in prayer and worship, and our failure to share the faith that is in us, we confess to you. Have mercy on us, O God. Our neglect of our human need and suffering, and our indifference to injustice and cruelty, we confess to you. Have mercy on us, O God. Our false judgments, our uncharitable thoughts towards our neighbors, and our prejudice and contempt towards those who differ from us, we confess to you. Have mercy on us, O God. Our waste and pollution of your creation and our lack of concern for those who come after us, we confess to you. Have mercy on us, O God. Restore us, O God, and let your anger depart from us. Hear us, O God, for your mercy is great. Relying on the promises of God, we pray boldly for the church, the world, and all in need. O oh God, you call your church to be ministers of reconciliation throughout the world. Inspire your church in its pro proclamation of the gospel and guide its ministries to build up the body of Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O oh God, you created the earth and all its inhabitants, and you declared that it is good. Protect mountains and valleys, animals and plants, and direct us to be good stewards of all you have made. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. O God, you desire peace. Direct governments and leaders to work for the well-being of all people and raise up advocates to speak and serve on behalf of the downtrodden. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. O God, you are our hope in the midst of despair our help in the midst of sorrow, and our consolation in the midst of affliction. Grant comfort to all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, and support caregivers who attend to all in need. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. O God, you are love, and you call us to love one another. Accompany with your grace those journeying toward baptism, and call us all to repentance as we prepare to celebrate Christ's death and resurrection. Lord, in your mercy. 
Hear our prayer. O God, you are our life and our salvation. We give you thanks for the righteous who have died in faith. Inspire us by their example to proclaim your steadfast love, Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We entrust ourselves and all our prayers to you, O faithful God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Merciful God, accompany our journey through these 40 days. Renew us in the gift of baptism, that we may provide for those who are poor, pray for those in need, fast from self-indulgence, and above all, that we may find our treasure in the life of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks be to God. <laughs>